Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Hi there. Good morning. Cleanup underway from that monster East Coast storm. Yeah, this morning there are new weather concerns with less than a week to go till Christmas. It is December 19th. This is today. Coast to coast mess. Millions from Florida to Maine still feeling the impact of that massive storm. More than a half million customers without power. Thousands of flights canceled or delayed in a week of record holiday travel. I just do what I have to do to get home. And this morning, millions across the West now under flood watches. Al's got everything we need to know. Breaking overnight, roaring to life, a massive volcano eruption in Iceland. Lava shooting hundreds of feet in the air following weeks of warnings and evacuations. We'll have the very latest. New showdown at the border. The governor of Texas signs a controversial law clearing the way for migrants crossing illegally to now be arrested. The only thing we are doing by this law is making sure that our law enforcement have the tools they need to actually take action. Why the governor says it is absolutely needed and the major legal fight it's expected to spark. New twist, a key decision in the Idaho College murders. The judge denying the accused killer's attempts to throw out the case. Inside the ruling that's bringing families of the victims one step closer to justice. All that plus emotional update. New details on Celine Dion's battle against a rare incurable disease that's forced her to stop performing. What the star's sister is now revealing just ahead. Today, Tuesday, December 19th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cuffey, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, good morning. Welcome to today. Hope you're having a good Tuesday morning. So Al's right over there because we have a scene in Iceland overnight where that spectacular volcanic eruption took place. The lava is expected to flow anywhere from a week to 10 days. So we got a full report on that in just a moment. But we are going to start with that severe weather. Parts of the West Coast under flood watches today. Here on the East Coast, a huge cleanup is underway after that massive storm. It stretched all the way from Florida to Maine. We've got a live look in Patterson, New Jersey this morning where the falls are still overflowing. A lot of customers across New England still without power. And of course, these storms are playing out with the holiday travel rush already underway. The busiest days are expected to be Thursday and Friday. All right, we're going to get to Al's full forecast in just a moment. But first, NBC's Emily Aketa joins us from Newark Airport. Emily, good morning to you. Good morning to you. Well, fortunately, we're seeing some improvement from yesterday's thousands of flight disruptions now that the powerful storm has made its way off the East Coast. Still, officials are urging people to be patient and cautious when navigating the aftermath of down trees, power lines flooding amid a hectic start to the holiday rush. This morning, millions of Americans still dealing with the impacts of a deadly winter wallop. The risk of flooding high in communities near swollen rivers across the Northeast. The region battered by torrential rain Monday that stranded drivers and left many in need of rescue. I got stranded and the police came and the fire department came. 
Patterson, New Jersey, underwater and a state of emergency. Officials in Vermont, where some neighborhoods had to be evacuated, now beginning to survey the damage from extensive flooding. Stay off the roads if you can. Whipping winds also packing a punch, with gusts topping 60 miles an hour in seven states. At least two people died in storm-related accidents. The December deluge snarling travel, too, on the roads and the runways, one week out from Christmas. Floods was crazy. We had to take different routes through the city to get here. Travelers hoping Monday's 560-plus flight cancellations and more than 5,000 delays won't spill over into the rest of what's expected to be a record week for air travel. Instead of going from Charlotte, North Carolina to Florida, we're going to Dallas, Texas, and then to Florida. To help avoid air travel headaches, arrive at the airport at least two hours early. If possible, avoid checking a bag in case of delays. Many flights will be full, so have a backup plan if yours is canceled. And download your airline's app ahead of time for the fastest communication. And as always, pack your patience as bad weather complicates the start of the holiday travel crush. And while most of the country won't see a white Christmas, the unseasonably warm temperatures forecasted for the holiday weekend should be good news for travelers. The rush will ramp up on Thursday with tens of millions of people expected to take flight and hit the roads for the holiday. Savannah and Hoda. All right. Thank you. Emily Aketa, there for us at Newark. M. thanks. Let's turn to Alan. I'll get more on the storm. Mm -hmm. What else holiday travelers can expect? Absolutely. Good morning, guys, and good morning to you. So we do have winter storm warnings, winter weather advisories from western New York all the way down into West Virginia. Remnants of that storm bringing some lake effect snow. Be another one to three inches maybe today, and that will be that. But we are looking back out to the west. 11 million people impacted between San Luis Obispo down to Los Angeles, just to the south for flood watches and they may be upgraded as this system starts to push in. It's going to be an atmospheric river bringing a lot of heavy rain this time to central and southern California from Los Angeles to Santa Barbara. The foothills and the mountains could see four to eight inches of rain. And because of some of the burn scare, scar areas, there could be mudslides and flooding, but one to three inches all the way up to San Francisco and in the Sierra, upwards of 24 inches of snow above 9,000 feet. Now, Friday, that big travel day, East Coast looks great. Plenty of sunshine, mild through the Great Lakes, the Pacific Northwest, rain and snow. Down through the Southwest, that's where we're going to be looking at some airport delays, possibly on Friday for Phoenix, for Los Angeles, Las Vegas, some slowdown, San Francisco. But then as you come to the East, Detroit, Chicago, Dallas, Houston, there's some showers. We may see some slowdowns there, but nothing too bad. And all green along the East Coast for Friday. So guys, things looking good for much of the country out in the Southwest. Unusual for this time of year to be looking at some airport delays there. Okay, cool. All right, Al, thank you. We'll check back with you in just a bit. Let's move now to breaking news overnight. A massive volcanic eruption in Iceland creating stunning images like these. It comes after weeks of intense seismic activity. It prompted evacuations and even shut down the country's most iconic lagoon. NBC's Molly Hunter joins us now from London with more. Hey, Molly, good morning. Hoda, good morning to you. The pictures are just unbelievable. Now, the good news right now, Icelandic officials are saying that the eruption is not currently life-threatening. It could last, though, anywhere from a week to 10 days. But once that molten hot lava starts running and starts moving, it becomes impossible to stop. This morning, stunning aerial images from southwestern Iceland capturing a late-night eruption, spewing searing hot lava from volcanic fissures. It comes after weeks of anticipation and earth-shaking seismic activity. 
Icelandic officials say the eruptions brought on by a swarm of earthquakes Monday night, beginning northeast of Grindavik, a fishing village where a state of emergency was declared last month. The entire population of 4,000 people evacuated as a precaution. It's the fourth volcanic eruption in two years and the largest so far, with an initial fissure opening spanning three miles and lava shooting over some 300 feet into the air. It's just fascinating to see just nature in action. I just, it's just like something from a movie. The Icelandic Coast Guard surveying the area overnight in an effort to confirm the eruption's exact size and location. Passengers at one of Iceland's main airports, just 16 miles away, reacting. As soon as we know anything, we will let you know. Authorities have raised the country's aviation alert level because volcanic ash can pose a risk to engines on passenger planes, something that happened when another volcano erupted in Iceland back in 2010, creating an ash cloud that grounded air travel in Europe for more than a week. Monday's eruptions follows weeks of intense seismic activity that spurred thousands of earthquakes, prompting the closure of the country's iconic Blue Lagoon. Now, officials are stressing vigilance and caution as the region waits on Mother Nature to run its course. Now, big picture, eruptions are unpredictable. Of course, Icelandic officials say those lava fountains that were hundreds of feet overnight are down to about 100 feet. So that's good news. Now, airport officials say at this hour there is no disruption right now. So flight schedules are running on time. And that means no disruptions at this time throughout Europe. Hoda. All right, Molly Hunter Force there in London. Molly, thank you. Also this morning, negotiations are unfolding in the Middle East to reach a new ceasefire in Israel's war against Hamas and the potential release of more hostages in exchange for it. U.S. officials are now taking a larger role in those talks, and we're also hearing from the families of those three hostages who were accidentally killed by Israeli forces. NBC's Hallie Jackson is in Tel Aviv for us. Hallie, good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning to you. And just this morning, Hamas says it fired off another barrage of missiles toward Tel Aviv here. The first time we've heard sirens in this area in more than a week, essentially. This is a city that has seen protests intended to put pressure on the Israeli government to get to some kind of a ceasefire and get those hostages home. But a national security official from the U.S. is appearing to temper expectations, suggesting that a deal does not seem imminent at this point. That says the defense secretary is in the region, emphasizing the Israeli need to protect civilians in Gaza. This morning, the U.S. again encouraging Israel to work to prevent harm in Gaza with Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin in Tel Aviv. Protecting Palestinian civilians in Gaza is both a moral duty and a strategic imperative. Pressure now growing for another deal to release more hostages held captive in Gaza as the Israeli military pledges to bring home three elderly men seen in new propaganda video released by Hamas, recorded under duress. It comes as the humanitarian crisis in the Gaza Strip is getting worse, with a grim milestone approaching. Nearly 20,000 people killed there, according to the Hamas-run health ministry. The Israelis say Hamas is using civilians there as human shields. Inside Israel, anger building after the death of three Israeli hostages killed by their own military, even after holding up a white flag. Samer Talalka, Yotam Hayim, and Alon Shamriz, whose family is sitting shiva. Avi Shamriz tells us he recognized his son's handwriting on the signs the hostages hung, calling for help. What is your message to the government? You murdered my son twice. You let the Hamas take my son on October 7th, and you killed my son 
on December, December 14. They are not our leaders. They're thinking only on themselves. At the southern Israel home of Samer Talalka, who was also killed by the IDF, his mother, Leila, greets visitors, including an Israeli politician. We can only ask for your forgiveness, he says. Quietly, angrily, she speaks, telling him, I will not forgive anyone. Because these words came late, she says. Uh, Holly, uh, tensions continue to be high all across the region. We've seen those attacks on ships in the Red Sea. And, and how are U.S. forces responding to those provocations? Yeah, we're getting some new information from defense officials this morning. Some numbers suggesting that the Iran-backed Houthis have uh, initiated something like 100 attacks against commercial ships in the Red Sea. This is why the defense secretary is rolling out this new initiative to try to combat that aggression after multiple major shipping companies paused operations in that area in the Red Sea. Now, U.S. ships are in the region, but it's really not likely that they would escort every commercial ship through. It's more likely to be kind of a zone defense, if you will. And that's coming, of course, as defense officials warn of the global economic impact if those commercial vessels are not able to get through. Savannah? All right, Hallie, thank you very much. 713, Craig joins the table. A big development down south. Significant indeed. Hoda, Savannah, good morning. Good morning to you as well. The governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, signing a new law that allows police to arrest migrants who enter that state illegally. The move likely setting up a showdown with the Biden administration. NBC's Morgan Chesky joins us now with more on this from Dallas. So, Morgan, what more do we know about about the new law, first of all, and the reaction to it? Yeah, Craig, good morning. Several notable changes coming with this law, starting with the fact that it will make it illegal to cross the U.S.-Mexico border anywhere except those specific legal ports of entry. In addition to that, overnight, we're hearing from the White House, who is saying that this law is extreme and making Texas communities less safe. Meanwhile, Texas Governor Greg Abbott has said this is a necessary tool to deter migrants from the ongoing influx and that right now we know that these numbers are only appearing to go up. As you mentioned, this empowers state authorities, state troopers, sheriff's deputies and police officers, the ability to arrest migrants on state charges, uh, whereas currently they are not able to do so. Greg? So at this point, Morgan, any idea how, how this could play out in court? Yeah, the legal challenges could be coming from multiple fronts here, Craig. We know that civil rights groups have already threatened to sue as a result of this being what they call unconstitutional. Congressional Democrats also leaning on the Justice Department to push back. But we could be seeing another showdown between the state of Texas and the White House, which would be similar to another challenge we've recently seen. A court recently ruling against that thousand foot border buoy in the Rio Grande that Texas Governor Greg Abbott called a vital tool in deterring migrants. And legal experts say that this could prompt a revisiting of a 2012 Arizona immigration law pitting the state against the federal government. In that case, Greg, the court sided with the federal government. But Texas Governor Greg Abbott is confident that this law will stand and it takes effect come March. Greg? Morgan Chesky for us there in Dallas. Morgan, thank you. What you got, Al? Oh, well, we've got the snow showers coming to an end later today around the Great Lakes. Kind of chilly down to the south. There have been some uh, frost advisories down there. Record highs in the central plains. And, of course, we've got a series of storms coming into the west. That's going to cause some big problems as we move through the next 72 hours. And that is your latest weather. Guys?
Thank you, Al. Just ahead, new developments in the Idaho College murder case, pushing it closer to a trial. Laura Jarrett on the story for us. Hi, Laura. Hey, guys. For more than a year, the victim's families have been waiting for a trial date to finally be set. We're going to break down why that wait might be over soon. All right, Laura, thank you. Plus, an unexpected hassle for last-minute holiday shoppers. Why some very popular products from Apple, North Face, and Vans are hard to find, and you may not get them in time for Christmas. But first, this is Today on NBC. Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops, on. TVs, streaming. Game console, console Smart thermostat, set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera, whoa, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go, you are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet, Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film, The Aviators. Now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply, actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. If you ever needed to be persuaded that bad things can happen anywhere, then take a journey with us. From compelling mysteries to in-depth investigations, our Dateline episodes are available as podcasts. Follow Dateline NBC now to get new episodes every Tuesday. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Great storytelling with a twist from the true crime original. days to Christmas. Our tree is shining bright. So is the Queen of Christmas, Mariah Carey. She's back at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 with her timeless hit, All I Want for Christmas is You. Perhaps you're thinking All I Want for Christmas is just a few more days (laughs) and free shipping. Uh, But by the way, fifth year in a row it's hit number one. Nobody else has ever done that. Pretty cool. But Carefree Christmas right there at number two. It was number seven for seven seconds. (laughs) And now it's nowhere to be found. Still a great holiday. Thank you for plugging that. Uh, Meanwhile, (laughs) we do have a lot to get to in this half hour. We're going to start with those new developments in a closely watched case in Idaho. Yeah, a judge has denied a request from the man accused of murdering four University of Idaho students to drop the charges against him. NBC senior legal correspondent Laura Jarrett here with details. Laura, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. This case has been full of delays and detours from the very beginning, but now with this latest decision from the judge finally in, the victim's families want to see this case go to trial. This morning, the case against Brian Koberger inching closer to trial. The judge overseeing the case denying attempts by Koberger's legal team to get the criminal charges against him thrown out. The judge finding his lawyers failed to challenge the indictment on grounds of juror bias, lack of sufficient evidence, or prosecutorial misconduct, adding Koberger was indicted by an impartial grand jury. This argument really does is fighting against some case law. The judge also rejecting a second defense motion that claimed prosecutors wrongly used a lower standard of proof when instructing the grand jury, calling the arguments, quote, interesting and creative, but ultimately unpersuasive. It's been more than a year since prosecutors allege Koberger entered this off-campus house and fatally stabbed four college students from the University of Idaho, Zana Kernodal, Ethan Chapin, Madison Mogan, and Kaylee Gonzalez. Authorities say they found Koberger's DNA on a knife case recovered from one of the victim's beds. The actual murder weapon never found. 
The state has said it's seeking the death penalty. A judge entered a not guilty plea on Koberger's behalf in May. The delay in getting this case to trial, not unusual. But a lawyer for the families says it's taking an emotional toll. It's tormenting. You know, you want to have at least a trial date set uh, for the family because it's a time and a date where you can kind of try to move past this kind of monkey that's just sitting out there on your back. The judge's ruling comes after the university announced last week it would soon demolish the house where the murders took place. The families of the victims worry that would be premature before trial. The whole family is surprised, not only that they're going to be demoing the house, but also the fact that it's only it's happening within two weeks, you know, three days after Christmas. So what do you expect the defense strategy to be now going forward? For the defense, their only hope at this point, guys, is to try to exclude the evidence of that DNA thumbprint on the knife sheath, the one that was found near the victim's bed. If you're his defense lawyer, you want to do everything you can to make sure the jury doesn't hear about that. But short of that, really, remember, this is a death penalty case. And so sometimes if you see the evidence is going one way, your hope is to try to make sure he doesn't get the death penalty, even if the guilt or innocence might not be. So when might we see this go to trial? You would expect at this point to at least have a scheduling yeah. order in place. That's why I think the victim's families are so disappointed because even if the trial gets pushed for whatever reason, to not at least have a date yeah. in place, at least temporarily, is quite unusual. I would expect pretty soon now. Mm-hmm. All right, Laura. Thank you so thank much. You, appreciate Laura. it. Still ahead, baby joy times two after a really difficult journey for NFL star Ryan Kelly and his wife, Emma. And they're going to be with us this morning to share that inspiring story. First, though, some popular gifts from major brands. Harder to find in the week before Christmas. Christine Romans is following that one for us. Hey, Christine. Good morning. That's right. Do you want the Apple Watch on your Christmas list under that tree on Christmas morning? Why a patent dispute might make it hard to get. We'll have that right after break. We're back. It's 7.38. We got today's holiday consumer Christmas less than a week away. Busy time for those last minute shoppers. That's right. But some popular gifts on many lists will not be available for sale or for delivery. NBC's senior business correspondent Christine Romans is here to explain what is happening. Christine, good morning. Good morning. I'm not the Grinch. I'm just here with the information. <laughs> and dressed, in You're with, dressed like the Grinch. <laughs> right. We're talking about red hot products like Apple Watches and apparel from brands like North Face and Vans. Now, those clothing companies hit by a cyber attack that they say will impact delivery times if you ordered your items online. And Apple halting sales of some smartwatches later this week due to a new import ban, meaning if you import ban, meaning if you want to get a new one before the holidays, you better act fast. With Christmas less than a week away, the race is on to snag those last holiday gifts. But trying to get some popular items this week may leave you singing Bah Humbug. Apple announcing its halting sales of some of its best-selling Apple Watches, like the Series 9 and Ultra 2. Online sales will stop beginning Thursday, and in-store sales will cease starting Christmas Day. The company says it's doing this to comply with a U.S. import ban on some Apple Watches issued by the U.S. International Trade Commission. In October, the ITC ruled that Apple had violated a patent from one of its competitors, Massimo, regarding a blood oxygen sensor it uses on several models. You can measure your blood oxygen right from your wrist. They took our technology. So it's not just a patent infringement. It's also a trade secret theft. The Biden administration has until Christmas Day to overturn the ruling, which doesn't impact sales of older models like the Apple Watch SE, the iconic accessory critical to the company's bottom line. Since its release in 2015, nearly a quarter billion have been sold. 
Apple shares falling on Monday, the company vowing to fight back, saying in a statement, Apple strongly disagrees with the order and is pursuing a range of legal and technical options to ensure that Apple Watch is available to customers. It's smartwatches among several hot items at risk of not making it under your Christmas tree. The parent company of apparel brands North Face, Vans, Timberland, and Dickies announcing Monday its ability to fulfill online orders is currently impacted due to a cyber attack on its computer network. Alternatively, it says customers can buy merchandise at one of its brick-and-mortar stores. Some consumers cashing in on potential shortages of these popular brands. One Apple Watch owner posting he plans to sell his $800 Ultra 2 for $2,500, saying, I know what I got. But some experts believe Apple's decision to pause smartwatch sales right before Christmas is actually a ploy to boost holiday revenue. This is a great flash sale. Hey, get your Apple Watches while they're still there. This affects the two higher-end models of the Apple Watch, and those are the ones they make the most money on. So, Christian, what about people who already own Apple Watches? So this is not going to affect you. If okay. you already have an Apple Watch that has this blood oxygen sensor, you're fine here. But And these times, times here are... Thursday and Christmas. That's when these uh, sales ends will be. So, you know, you still have a guest time, as she was pointing out, to rush out and try to get them. But this is an inter- this is a patent dispute. And Apple is saying that this company that uh, won this patent dispute at the International Trade Court, um, actually, they've started their own watch. So they're saying there's com- competition here. So these two companies are battling it out over a very lucrative space. These yeah. watches are quite lucrative and they're very, very popular. So if you already have them, you're Good fine. For you. You're okay. trying to get them. <laughs> these luck. two very popular models uh, starting Thursday will not be available online in the stores after that. Okay. Grinchy. Get busy. Thank you, Christy. <laughs> let's get a check of the weather from Mr. Roker. All right. Let's take a look. Show you right now. We're looking at a few record highs possible. Mid-section of the country. The jet stream is taking a big dip to the uh, to the north, although chillier as you get into the southeast. But look at this. Today, Denver near 70 degrees, 25 degrees above average. Phoenix, 76 degrees. Sioux Falls, 46. That's almost 20 degrees above average, 10 degrees above average for Kansas City. And for tomorrow, that moves to the east. Cincinnati, you're going to be near 50 degrees. Memphis, 55. Minneapolis, 15 degrees warmer than average at 41 degrees. And then as we head into the latter part of the week, temperatures fairly mild. New York going to be by Saturday about 41 degrees, mid 40s in Washington, D.C., Chicago. You're going to be in the upper 40s as you get into Saturday in Nashville, flirting with 60. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thank you. Coming up, the uncertain future facing Grammy winner Celine Dion, what her family is now sharing about her battle with a rare disorder that forced the cancellation of her world tour. Coming up right after this. Well, we are back as Dylan joins the table with an update on that health battle facing music superstar Celine Dion. Yeah, it's coming from a member of her family. NBC Stephanie Gosk is here with more. Hi, Stephanie. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. Celine Dion announced last May she was battling a rare neurological disorder that made it impossible to continue her tour. Her fans are optimistic she may return to performing after an appearance in October with her sons, looking healthy, but... Now her sister says the award-winning singer is struggling to overcome the debilitating disease. 
This morning, new questions about Celine Dion's health. The power ballad superstar has been battling a rare neurological disorder called stiff person syndrome. Dion's older sister, Claudette, now telling a Canadian news outlet that the condition is getting worse and that her sister works hard, but she doesn't have control of her muscles. Adding the disease is so rare that some have lost hope, but that the family has received an outpouring of love. The 55-year-old Grammy Award winner last appeared smiling at a hockey game in October with her sons, Renee Charles and 13-year-old twins, Nelson and Eddie. I've been dealing with problems with my health for a long time. In May, Dion canceled her world tour. And it's been really difficult for me to face these challenges and to talk about everything that I've been going through. Stiff person syndrome affects one or two in a million people and causes painful muscle spasms and stiffness. Where the body's own immune system starts attacking the nerves and particularly starts attacking a part of the nerves that shuts off muscles when they start tightening up. Despite her private battle, Dion and her many fans, hoping that one day she can still return to the stage. All I know is singing. It's what I've done all my life. And it's what I love to do the most. Yeah, and people are missing her. Because this disease is so rare, there is little research that has been done. But Dion's sister says she is fighting hard, bringing the same kind of discipline and dedication to her health that she brings to her music, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, a lot of love here yeah. for yeah. Celine. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. All right, guys, still ahead, award-winning actress and singer Cynthia Erivo. She's stopping by to tell us about her new movie. It's a passion project, years in the making. Plus, guys, we've got some big upsets, some Cinderella stories in our holiday hits bracket. We want to tell you all about that so you don't want to miss it.